Welcome in, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you guys don't know, well, you clicked on the episode, so you do know this is the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. What's up? What's good? It's your boy, Big Gang, your host, JJ. And with me today, Ryan, rocking the Dunder Mifflin shirt yet again. Oh, no, no, no. This is a different one for everyone. Oh, no, on I know, but it is a Dunder it, Mifflin shirt. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and the Padres hat we saw during the intro. Yes. And, if, and if you didn't see it, that's probably because you're listening to the podcast version, not over on YouTube. So go over to YouTube, Daydreamer Media, check us out on YouTube, like, like, subscribe, hit that bell, bing, you know, whatever it does. And uh, yeah, I wish it did that. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So Ryan is here with me today. Ryan, check out the Twitter. I've been tweeting a lot more, a lot of funny stuff. Uh, it's at R-O-K-K-O, Rocco, 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 Daydreamer. And Keone is here. What's up, Keone? Hello, everybody. It is me once again from at this time <laughs> speaking. It's talking into a microphone. I'm always so good with the intros. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah. You know, where can the people find you? You can find me on in Twitter at Daydreamer Keone. Nice. So, nice. yeah, do that. And you guys can find me at JJ Daydreamers. Today, we got some news for you. Late round running back dreams. We always got Keone's trivia and our consensus running back rankings. So uh, let's get into this news. We have now had preseason games. Yeah, we had the Hall of Fame game, blah, blah, boring. We've had now had multiple, multiple preseason games. There will only be three weeks, uh, three games this year for each team. Remember that. So how much do you guys pay attention to these preseason games? Um, I don't pay attention to the first week, but the uh, second and third weeks are uh, kind of important. I think it's going to be a little different because you know how like it used to be four weeks of preseason, so they no one played in the fourth week. But I think two and three, we'll see some uh, see who starts and um, see some different matchups that are playing out. Yeah, I mean, Aaron has an article out. His most recent article came out last Friday, as they always do, and it discusses the uh, how to deal with you know watching preseason games. So check that out because what I have to say basically reflects that. You know, they're. They're um, kind of like take them with a grain of salt. I always say, you know, they're important to watch for only for the extent of like certain matchups, like quarterbacks and stuff. And then um, for rookies, a lot of times or people who might get cut or whatnot. Yeah. People so otherwise, otherwise, I mean, they're not like they can be entertaining. There are moments, but they're not nearly as good as like regular season or playoff football. Yeah. It is fun to watch football again. But it's not important football, really. I mean, maybe a few things get decided in preseason, but it's, it's not much. So it doesn't affect fantasy football that much either. Um, you will know more after the preseason because of preseason, but we don't know that yet. So, yeah, 
Moving on to some uh, more news. Patriots tight end Hunter Henry is expected to miss a couple weeks with his shoulder injury that we talked about last week, but it's not supposed to be that serious. Um, so, yeah. Ravens wide receiver Rashad Bateman suffered a soft tissue groin injury and he's expected to be back sometime in September. This is the rookie wide receiver. He was looking real good in camp, making some plays. Uh, I think uh, you drop him a few spots in your rankings, right? Yeah. Groin injuries draft. Yeah. Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper has been taken off of the pup and has been cleared to practice. He passed his physical. So, you know, there's that. I mean, C.D. Lamb was looking real good out there. Michael Gallup was looking good. It might slow them down a little bit, but I don't think so. It's just more for Amari Cooper. It's going to be good for Amari Cooper to be getting those reps with Dak Prescott or just any 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 quarterback. Uh, Bill's running back, Zach Moss, left practice with a hamstring injury. Uh, you know, Zach Moss gets injured quite a bit. Uh, he's in that two-headed backfield with him and Singletary. And like we talk all the time on this podcast, Josh Allen is their goal line back. So we weren't really drafting Zach Moss over here on, at the Daydreamers. Chargers, yeah. Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams is dealing with a hip flexor injury. How do you guys feel about Mike Williams? Was he someone that you were drafting before this? And are you still drafting him after this? Or were you just staying away from him the whole time? I was drafting him quite a lot because you can get him in that somewhere around the seventh to like 10 range in the rounds. Yeah. And man, it was amazing because it's like, man, this guy could be a number two, is a number two receiver on some good or a good offense. And it sucks because he's always injured. And I guarantee it's because he's trying to make some dumb catch and dive in the middle. And that's why he hurt his hip. But man, I mean, it's still draft him. Hopefully, I think the ADP drops a little bit more and it could be a better pickup. But it is something to look out for. Yeah. So because the Chargers um, like training staff is is not good, as we've clearly seen in the past few years, uh, he might not have heard this before, but um, do some yoga. Do some pigeon poses, really stretch out that inner groin and stuff, you know, okay, the hip flexor. Okay. So, yeah, the a pigeon pose. There you go. And just yeah. for anybody in general. Are you going to show us that after the pod on the live? That's the OnlyFans. Oh, okay. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the, the Patreon exclusive. Patreon exclusive. You got to <laughs> pay the top tier for that. Top tier. All right. That'll do it for the news for us today. Let's get into these late round running back dreams. Running back, the running back, y'all. All right, so these are running backs that we're drafting in the later rounds, eighth round or later, someone that you want on your team or, you know, I'm forcing you to pick one of these guys. Sorry. (laughs) So who wants to start us off? I can go first. I'll sure. go first. I'll go first. All right. I got Philip Lindsay, the Houston running Houston Texans running back. Um, Lindsay had a really rough year in 2020. The Broncos added touchdown savant Melvin Gordon to the roster, and Lindsay dealt with different injuries all season long. He had a toe injury, concussion, MCL pull, hip strain, knee strain, a, a gang of stuff. And that led to a running back 65 finish. Not good. He has moved on in free agency, and while he didn't sign to be the 
bell cow back on a team. He did go to the Texans where everything is up in the air, especially if you looked at their depth chart. I don't think that really matters that much, but he was number two behind Mark Ingram. I really think he's going to be number two behind David Johnson going into the season, though. He's going to be cutting into Johnson's early down works. That's where I expect him to fit in. Uh, Philip Lindsay in 2018 and 2019, he had over a thousand yards rushing with 4.9 yards per attempt on average and scored nine touchdowns and then seven touchdowns in each season. He finished those years as a running back 12 and the running back 19 and half PPR leagues. He has the ability to finish there again, but I don't expect him to seeing as David Johnson is the better pass catcher, better pass blocker. Those are areas where Lindsay has really struggled in. So I don't see him getting the passing work that he would need to be a top 20 running back again, but getting him in the 10th round or later, you won't really need him to produce those numbers. He has the ability to be a flex option for your team, get you through some bye weeks. And if he pops again, he pops. Keone, who you got? Oh, so yeah, I have, uh, I have Naheem Hines because I think the running backs is the most difficult to do this with in terms of like the later rounds, pick, uh, picking the ones from the later rounds that we want to get. So thank you, JJ, for that. <laughs> um, and so, and cause Philip Lindsay is like a very go-to one, but um, you know, the early bird gets the worm. And so I went with Naheem Hines. And if you uh, disagree with that, I don't care. So take that audience. <laughs> um, no, I, I choose, I choose take Naheem Hines. Yeah. I choose, I chose Naheem Hines one, because, you know, I have to keep on brand. Uh, you know, I have to switch just from one Colts player to another. <laughs> um, but it's mostly because he, he does catch the ball and that's, I think his saving grace. And even if you're worried about Carson Wentz, not throwing him the ball, which is, is relatively valid or whomever is the quarterback. It should be um, Carson Wentz for most of the season. It's seeming is as that injury progresses. Um, but yeah, he, regardless of who is at quarterback, he catches the ball. So last year with rivers, he had 76 targets. And then with Brissett the year before he had 58. And then the year before that, remember Andrew luck, uh, <laughs> he, he had 81 targets I know that's a, that's a sore spot for JJ. Yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> so I'm just going to retire. It's like, all right. Yeah. Um, so my point is they're getting the ball to him, or at least they're trying to each season. So regardless of who's at the quarterback position, it seems like they're making an effort to get him the ball at the, at the running back position. And even if he only gets around like 400 yards or so, on the, on the ground, which it seems in, is in his range, 300 something yards. Um, he either matches that or basically outperforms that in the air, which is really good, especially for PPR, um, which is what our, our leagues typically tend to be. So I think he's a really good value. Um, cause he's being taken typically in like the ninth through 11th round. And, um, I think we have him at like 117 overall, which fits into that range. Um, but he's, he's not going to probably be your, your every week back, you know, he's not going to be one of your first two backs, you know, your starters, but he, I think is a pretty good flex option or a streamer throughout the season that can get you enough points to help you win some, some tough weeks. So because of those catches, 
So I think a running back who can catch the ball is is pretty important. And for the value you're getting, it's 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 a good pick. Yeah. All right, Ryan, who you got for us? Uh, AJ Dillon. Uh, not only is AJ Dillon going to be the handcuff to Aaron Jones, uh, but I think he's going to play a weekly role. Uh, and since the what's his name, the coach's the head coach's name, why am I forgetting? Mifflor. Mifflor. Um, since he's been with the Packers, 21 of 30 games, Aaron Jones has played 65 or less, 65% of or less of the snaps. So there will be a role for AJ Dillon. He's also just super nasty. The one game he actually played over 50% of the snaps. He had 21 carries for 124 yards and two touchdowns last year. He's not going to be a part of the passing game. Uh, last year, I think he only had three targets or less, somewhere five targets less than that. But I think that Aaron Jones will move more into the passing game. Well, I know Aaron Jones is more passing game. And they would, and they're going to let AJ Dillon run the ball more. And I also could definitely see a goal line, uh, goal line type of workload for him because he's just such a big back and a strong runner that I think that he could be a, a flexious play sometimes if you need it. But if Aaron Jones gets hurt, this guy is going to be the, a top ten running back. So you're going to have the upside of just case. I don't want, I don't wish injuries on anyone, but if Aaron Jones does get hurt, you have a top 10 running back and then you have a guy who could be a weekly flex play. Don't do that, that to defense. my boy. <laughs> no, I like Aaron Jones a lot. I, I, I am very high on him. Yeah. I just, you have if, the backup if it plan. happens, if it happens, yeah, he's going to be, he, he could win you weeks at that it, point. He will win you the season, depending yeah. on how long Aaron he's, he's in that. He's in that Alex, Alexander Madison, Tony Pollard area mm. where if if the starter in front of him gets hurt, they got a big role and they can fill that role. But I think he's better than Alex, Madison because he's going to play. Madison barely plays. True, but yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, he's in that same range where if the starter in front of them gets injured. No, I get mm-hmm. you. I get the, you. I'm just saying, like, give me AJ Dillon before you. I take Pollard or or Madison oh, every really? day of the week. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think I take Pollard. Then Dylan, then Manson. I, I I agree with JJ there. Yeah, but Tony Pollard is going to have have a workload too, whether Zeke is injured or not. And yeah, but I like the pick. It's it's hard to find one some of these later round guys at running back. That's why we could go as early as the eighth round because after that, it just falls off. I don't want any of the running backs, but I like these three guys so. Let's move on to some trivia. Hooray. Okay. Keone, take it away with the trivia. I shall. So this week I asked you which tight end was the first tight end to get three consecutive 1,000 yard seasons and as a bonus and that chance for a fabulous daydreamer prize. The swagoo. Mm. Which years, which three years did he accomplish this? So what are your answers? I think we had Ryan and I have the same player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just say the player, Greg Olson. Okay. Is that the same player you have, Ryan? Yes. Okay. okay. I will go. 2015, 16, and 17. All right. Ryan? 2017, 
I I will also agree with the answer. I was gonna go uh, 2014, 15, and 16. That, that's yeah, see, that's what I'm between two, those two. Because but, I feel like 17. No, you take one, I'll take the other. Okay, okay. One right. of us I'll goes. go 14, 15, and 16. Okay. Mm, okay. I am guessing going for the chance that somebody gets it right at least. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm one in every week, baby. Yeah, so. yeah. Ryan <laughs> undefeated right now. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah. Let's let the listeners in. Ryan is undefeated right now, so big things here. Well, I can say that Ryan's streak continues. Oh. It is Greg Olson, and it is the years 2014, 2015, and 2016. You're welcome, bro. So, <laughs> <laughs> told you to go with it. Yeah. So, good Tag job. Team. Yeah. Um, sorry to intern Aaron, who also had 15, 16, yeah. and 17. Um, but I do have to shout out. Um, somebody on Instagram, they got the years wrong, but they did say Greg Olson. So shout out to uh, John Lesh out Shuts there in out. Uh, Pennsylvania. That close, Miss you, buddy. Man. But yeah, that close. And then also, I have the I have the amounts, the yards he got. So it was a thousand eight, eleven hundred and four, and then a thousand seventy three, respectively. So he barely got there in two thousand fourteen. Thousand and eight yards, but he did it. Like other players it. got, other players got really close to some. A lot of players got two years in a row, but mm-hmm. never quite the three. So yeah. good for him. And then of course Travis Kelsey is like five now in a row. <laughs> yeah, so like, Kelsey at least is a four. Monster. Yeah. So. And it's, I think it's only going to keep getting better for the tight end position because you know. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Keone, for putting that together for us. If you guys want to be involved and win some of that swagoo, Daydreamer Media on Instagram, we're putting them out every Thursday, and they're we're only doing them during the off season. So there's only mm. limited number of trivia questions that you can answer to win prizes. So also, did anybody get it right in the Twitch or no? Probably not, because I think Ian would have told us. But no, nobody on Twitch got it right. No one okay. on Twitch. Yeah. Well, next next week, next week, be looking out for it. That's your week. All right, let's move on to our consensus running back ranks. You guys can head over to our website, daydreamermedia.com, to get our whole draft guide with full position rankings, draft strategies, dynasty outlook, our heads in the clouds players, dreams, and nightmares players. But these are going to be the Daydreamers top 12 running backs. So let's get into it. Christian McCaffrey, number one, Carolina Panthers. We all have CMC at number one overall. Ryan, you want to talk a little bit about CMC? Yeah, so CMC is McNasty. He is everything about him is great. Uh, it's actually crazy. I know he only played three games last year, but he was on pace to average more points per game. Uh, in his The year before when he finished number one, he averaged 25.8, and last year he averaged 27. Uh, he was a touchdown monster last year uh he had that or sorry six touchdowns in three games two or five rushing and then one receiving uh, he also had a game with 10 targets uh he had no game less than having 20 uh two touches in that game they were using him like crazy he is quarterback proof offensive line proof offensive coordinator proof uh the best part about McCaffrey, if he doesn't get hurt, he does not bust. Like, it, like I'm talking about as like a whole season, he is going to be a running back one. He, there is, I'm not sure if he'll finish number one. I have him there. 
and I think he's in a tier of his own. But you know for a fact he's not going to have a Zeke season when he's going to finish 10th. It's just not going to happen. Like, he's going or finish 11th or 12th. He's going to be a top six back. They're getting good value on him. Uh, if you're the number one pick, it's an easy pick. It's literally just set up, spike it down. Yeah, I agree with that. Easy pick. Number two on our list, Dalvin Cook from the Minnesota Vikings. Keone and Ryan both have him at two. I got him at three. Last year, Dalvin Cook finished running back three in half, in half PPR leagues, but finished second in average points per game, only behind CMC. This is Dalvin Cook's only problem. He's never played more than 14 games. Last year, he finished with the second most attempts, yards, and touchdowns in the league. He um, He's averaged 17.9 carries a game over his career. So he's touching the ball all the time um, in the run game. He's also averaged 3.4 receptions a game, which is up there in the league amongst running backs. He just does it all. He does it all for the Vikings, and he is really good. Um, you got to count on him missing about those two games, but that does, doesn't ever stop Dalvin Cook from being a top three running back. Yeah. Number three on our list, Derrick Henry from the Tennessee Titans. Ryan has him at three. Keone has him at four, and I have him at five. So, Keone, you split the difference. Mm. How do you feel about Derrick Henry? I mean, we all know he is King Henry. And he, you know, when winter is coming, you know, the whole Game of Thrones thing, but he is running back royalty um, in terms of just the records he's done, just the, you know, at the, he is the, he is like the thing to watch basically when it comes to like late in the season. And, but I think besides that, he's Derrick Henry, DH. He is Derrick Henry. Yes. <laughs> That is his name. Derrick Henry, DH. He's a designated hitter is what he is. Mm. Yeah. He Um, does hit those corners hard. He's a freight train, bro. mm, And that's a foreshadow for somebody later. But he'll, uh, because he's he's just going to go throughout the season, but it really comes in strong and delivers when they need him to. And that's late in the season. You know, like they, they set up their team where it's like, okay, for the most part, they, they have the passing game pretty much secure with Ryan Tannehill, really solid quarterback. Where he can play well enough, and then he has A.J. Brown, and now he has Julio Jones, which is a really, really solid team um, in terms of wide receivers. So the only thing against him is he doesn't catch the ball, but I don't think they need to. That's the thing. So it's like he's he doesn't really need to catch the ball with the amount of yards he gets. But um, he is also like leads the league in terms of broken tackles last year with 34 and yards after the catch, which he leads by over 300 yards with having over a thousand. He has a thousand and seventy three yards after the catch last year. And in December, he has 2031 yards with 21 touchdowns in 21 games. That is so stupid. So you're telling me he doesn't catch the ball that much, but when he does, that man is gone. I mean, yes. he's getting his yards. He is slick. Yeah. He, you know, he's icy because the, the frozenness yeah. of him, you just slide off him or whatever. But yeah, I say he's a designator hit, a designated hitter because, you know, baseball ends in October. And then after that, he carries it over 
and just does that role for the entire end of the season for yeah. the for the t- uh, Titans. So there you go. That's true. That's true. All right. Number four on our list, Alvin Kamara from the New Orleans Saints. I have him at two. Keone has him at three. Ryan has him at four. Ryan, talk a little bit about AK. Uh, just uh, a little preview for the next draft guide real quick. I will be moving him to two. Uh, and that's because of basically the Saints having no receivers. Um, he is consistent. He is great. He's a good pass catcher. Uh, I also, as crazy is that last year, he only had one game with less than 10 points. Uh, and that was when he got one target from Taysom Hill. Uh, Taysom <laughs> Hill messed up that game. Uh, AK can do both. He actually uh, is a great in the red zone. He gets a lot of touchdowns right there. Um, if you look at his fantasy finishes since he's been in the league, he's finished top three, three times. And the one time he didn't, he was hurt and missed two games uh, with the hurt knee. And that was 2019 where he finished 12th. Uh, this guy is a stud. And I think that he's going to be used all over the field. Uh, I think that he's doesn't matter if it's Taysom or Jameis. They're going to give him the ball because he's the best player on the offense. It's not even close. Yeah, true. And he scored six touchdowns on Christmas. So if you guys remember last year, that yeah. oh, yes. went off. Mm. Um, and he has that ability to do that. It's like like when you see like those college games, you know, it's just like yeah. the running back just, you know, gets six touchdowns. It's like, how is this even possible? And then even in the, in the NFL, like, even more ridiculous. It's like me on Madden. And, <laughs> and the thing is he had 21 touchdowns last year in, in total. Like he's going to get, he's just, yeah. he puts in work. Yeah, he does. All right. Number five on our list, Ezekiel Elliott from the Dallas Cowboys. I got him at four. Ryan and Keone, you guys both got him at five. Keone. Ezekiel Elliott got Dak back, or he's supposed to have Dak back. I know he, he will be back. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's just you know gotta gotta ease into it. Mm-hmm. You know, be gentle, and then hit hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, Ezekiel Elliott, he is a my guy. If you've seen the the uh, the draft guide, I talk about it, um, and I will reiterate some of it here. But he plays so much better with Dak is on the field and just using last year as an example, um, the five games that he had Dak on the field with him, Zeke had over 22 touches per game and over 105 total yards per game. Whereas with when Dak was not on the field, he had only just over 18 touches per game and under set under 80 yards total per game. So that's just a dramatic drop off in the performance you want from your starting running back, who's supposed to be and should be a top five running back. And I think the offense is going to be really good. Their defense is complete garbage. So I just, I really hope they lose every game while also being doing, (laughs) while also doing really, (laughs) while also doing really well in fantasy. I don't know exactly how that will work out, but I believe, um, and I lots think lots of shootouts, lots of shootouts. Yeah, I I think um, Zach or D, yeah Zeke D, Zeke and Dak um, Zeke is just going to be you know in those press conferences at the at the uh, end of games just eating his bowl of Jerios and just saying I must feast. Nom 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 nom. 
All right, number six on our list, Saquon Barkley from the New York Giants. Keone and I both have him at six. We all know Ryan has him at 11. We all know Saquon's was taken off the pup and is back practicing, but he's not a full participant in practice. He's just doing individual drills still. So it's just something to monitor. He missed a large majority of the 2020 season after tearing his ACL and spraining his MCL in week two. Uh, his injury risk is probably higher than most, but I'm not a guy who projects injuries on someone more than missing a few games, maybe um, like two games for a running back. I think every running back you should just plan on missing just a few games just because of the position. His ability is also tops in the league, though. We've seen him have thousand yard seasons on the ground. He catches the ball out of the backfield with ease. In 2019, he was sixth in average points per game. In 2018, Saquon was second. His offensive line is bad. PFF has him ranked 32nd, 32nd for the 2021 season, and they will be a problem for him. But he has averaged 4.7 yards a carry in his career, and in 2018, he had he ran for 736 yards after contact, which led the league. So I don't think the O-line will slow him down that much. It's just going to separate him from being that 1-2-3 running back. He's going to be a number 6 running back. But he was, he's still good enough to be top 12 easily. Moving on, Aaron Jones from the Green Bay Packers. Ryan has him at six. I have him at seven, and Keone has him at eight. Ryan, tell us about Aaron Jones. I love Aaron Jones. Like I said, I was talking about A.J. Dillon. Uh, I think A.J. Dillon takes more of the rushing work. Uh, but I think that Aaron Jones becomes very, very important to the passing game. Uh, last two years, he's had 68 and 63 targets. Uh, and that was with Jamal Williams having 43 and 35. And I don't think A.J. Dillon's going to get close to that number. So you could be seeing uh, Aaron Jones get targeted above 70 to 80 times uh, a year or this uh, next year, which is just great for a running back. Uh, Aaron Jones also is just super good with touchdowns. Last two years, he had 16 and 9. And the year before that, he had also eight touchdowns. He's an important part of this team. They paid him good money, 12, I think 12 plus million a year. He's going to be used. And if he can unlock that passing game, it will be very important for fantasy. I can see him having a top five type of season if he can get into that 80 target area. Yeah. I mean, he's averaged 5.5 yards per carry in three of his four years. So, yeah. I mean, just a monster on the ground. And then, yeah, like you said, Jamal Williams leaving is going to maybe he doesn't get as much work on the ground, even though he'll still get a shit ton, but he's going to get more passing work. I love it. Yeah. Last year, he only had 200 carries. Like yeah. that's that's perfect. I could definitely see it happening, maybe a little bit less the same way, but he could be the Alvin Kamara 2018 and have AJ Billing, AJ Dillon be a lesser version of Mark Ingram because Mark Ingram was really pertinent to the pass game. Mark Egan did rush for a thousand yards and have 12 touchdowns. Like you could see that be a one, two punch that could really dominate the league. Yeah. Number eight on our list, Jonathan Taylor from the Indianapolis Colts. 
Keone has him at seven. Ryan has him at eight, and I have him at 11. Jonathan Taylor is suited for the NFL and is going to have a huge career. It's like the Colts went into a Taylor and said, we need a running back, and we haven't been fitted in years. Oh, I love they got it. They got measured up. Took some inches off. Keone is so jealous right now. I'm <laughs> sorry, bro. Russian- <laughs> he is so jealous. He thought that you didn't think of it for his friend. <laughs> they got measured up. Take some inches off here. Add some rushing yards here. But, you know, got some of the little bit of catching, catching game there. You know, doesn't fumble the ball. And at the end, they got back something that fits the NFL perfectly, fits the Colts' offense perfectly. They're cleaned up, looking good, feeling good, and being very happy with the results named of Jonathan Taylor as a salute to the work done by the Taylor. You know, I feel like we need a nickname for Jonathan Taylor. So if uh, you guys think of one, I don't know, Mr. Fitted, he's got his suit fitted up. Think of Mm -hmm. one um, while I'm talking here. So Jonathan Taylor took full force into the league with 1,169 yards on 232 carries and scored 11 touchdowns all top 10 in the NFL. He finished sixth at the position, and even with the injuries to quarterback Carson Wentz and guard Quentin Nelson, Jonathan Taylor is poised for a big year and will be a top 12 running back no matter what. I mean, without injury, he will be a top 12 running back. Mm. His 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 inseams are tight, and he fits <laughs> tight through the inseam. Yes. Bam! Boom! Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. Do we want to? Do we have a nickname, Mister? I I came up with Mister Fitted. That's as that's as good as I could get. No, that that's 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 good. Yeah. Until okay. until other until otherwise proven, you know that, that I think that works. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Mister Fitted. Mm. All right. Number nine on our list, Nick Chubb from the Cleveland yes. Browns. We all have him at nine. Keone, take it away. Yeah. So speaking of nicknames. The Chubb train is a coming. <laughs> <laughs> you, you better get off the tracks. He is like a bullet train because he is fast and he is another guy who breaks through opponents. He has a lot of broken tackles. Last year he had 21, which was tied for fourth. And his average yards after contact are 2.7 which is tied for sixth. So he also averaged over five yards per carry in each of his three years he's played so far with last year getting like 5.6. So that's ridiculous. That's just, Mm -hmm. you know, people talk about getting first downs, like each, you know, get enough to get a first down that's then and more some. So that's, that's just eating chunks of the field. And plus, he's got Hunt to back him up as the caboose, you know, acting as the clean, acting as the cleanups to get the rest of the field, you know. Like uh, Kareem Hunt is the like the train, or you know, you you always see in in like disaster movies where it's like you see the initial impact, and then just like the last part of the train <laughs> just sweeps everybody else. <laughs> That's what Kareem Hunt yeah. is. Where Nick Chubb is that just that initial impact that will just smash you in the mouth and take you down the field. And he, he gets a lot of points, you know, um, he averages about nine touchdowns per season and he had 12 last year in 12 games. And so I don't know if he's going to play every single game, but 
I think in the games that he plays, he's just, he's a force to watch. And I think that's one of the best tandems um, backfields in the league. So yeah, the chub train. And, and he is horrible playing Madden. My man just gave me 260 on the ground right now. I could not <laughs> tackle him to save my life, bro. I got blew out that game, bro. That was crazy. Yeah, I'm not yeah. lost in Madden like that in a minute. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. And the thing is, Kareem Hunt does not really take away from Nick Chubb, which is the great thing. Nick Chubb has a role and is the main, the one A in this offense of an offense that wants to run the ball first. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love Nick Chubb. Gives me a Chubb. <laughs> Number 10 on our list, Austin Eckler from the Los Angeles Chargers. I have him at eight. Keone and Ryan, you guys both got him at 10. Austin Eckler is a PPR machine. This is one of the few running backs. Like Ryan was talking about, Aaron Jones could get 75, 80 targets on the ground. Austin Eckler, 100 targets, easy. We saw him do it in 2019. He was hurt a lot last year, so he didn't get there last year. But he is more than capable of getting 100 targets. He's not your typical running back as he's never hit 600 yards on the ground, and he's only scored three touchdowns in a single season on the ground. That's his That's his max right there right now. But we could see that change just a little bit with this Justin Herbert-led uh, offense, and this offensive line has very much improved. His receiving upside still gives him an edge in fantasy football. He's like a small wide receiver out there running real routes, not just check downs, although he can run the check downs, help Herbert out in that way. In 2019, we saw him finish six at the position, averaging 16.4 points a game. And like I said, this offensive line was real bad last year. They are much, much improved over this offseason. Got a a few guys, a new center. That's going to help them out a lot. His ADP being being the first pick of the second round, I'd be ecstatic to have Austin Eckler as my second pick and if I compare him with an Aaron Jones, Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Swift, Tyreek Hill, or Stephon Diggs, it would be a dream come true for me. For, for sure. And I think he uh hopefully because he's going to be on the field more, I think I hopefully he picked up a few tricks from the uh the king of trash talk, Philip Rivers. But hopefully this will be like a less PG version of that. And it's just like you know, he jukes somebody out and it's just like, oh, you chasing your chasing your dreams with those ankles. Not anymore. Bye. <laughs> just people just writhing on the floor. So, yeah, I call I'm going to call him Eckler the heckler. Oh, that's where okay. I was going with that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, where, that's where that was going. He, he picked it up from Philip Rivers heckling people. I got you. Mm-hmm. Make the connection. Yeah. Ryan shaking his head. <laughs> that is, that's a reach right there, bro. That's a reach. But hey, I'll give it to you. I'll give yeah. it to you. Yeah, yeah. I like it. It rhymes. I like rhyming. So. <laughs> <laughs> Number 11 on our list, Joe Mixon from the Cincinnati Bengals. I have him at 10. Ryan has him at 12. And Keone got him at 14. Mm. Keone, why you got him at 14? Or just tell us a little bit about Joe Mixon. Well, the only thing I'm is just because he was injured a lot last year, but hopefully that will be fixed and forget Joe Burrow, forget Jamar Chase, the greatest offseason move in recent <laughs> Bengals history is separating themselves from the vile, revolting, and just downright offensive piece of facial hair that was and is still Giovanni Bernard's mustache. 
<laughs> so thank God they have finally moved on from that. So Joe Mix can spread his wings and have that backfield basically all to himself, minus maybe like Samahe Pirine. But you know, it's they're like he's good. He's going to be the number one back there, and he's going to play. He's going to be like play the whole season, hopefully. And if he does, he is going to be really good because he's an 1100 plus back when he plays the majority of the season, it's kind of sandwiched in there where he has two C or the season before and in the last season where, you know, his, his rookie season didn't, you know, you don't expect super great numbers. And then last season he was injured for a lot of it. Um, but in between 1100 plus yards for each of those, and he's pretty young. So I expect him to do incredibly well if he plays. He doesn't really catch the ball that much, and they have a great wide receiver core, so I don't expect that to improve. However, because of that wide receiver core, that's going to open up the field and leave him an opportunity to rush quite a bit. So that's what I'm looking for for him is a young running back who can get a ton of yards on the ground and be the number one back for that team throughout the entire season without any other distractions, facial or otherwise, to keep him down. I think with Giovanni Bernard being gone, that does actually give Mixon a a few more looks in the passing game. I know not that much, but a a few more looks. I'm also surprised that you didn't go with Giovanni Bernard as your late-round running back dream. I I don't know if you saw this, but being on Tampa Bay, he cut his mustache now. Wait, what? So it's gone. No I saw way. a picture and it was gone. So we need to maybe look into this a little more. Is Bruce but... Arians not a bitch anymore? <laughs> for making no, no, him cut it? Oh, no, okay. no, he still is. No, no, he isn't a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we need to look look at a picture of Giovanni Bernard because he might be a late round uh, running back dream. All right. Well, next week I will come back and my rankings may have changed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, Joe Mixon. Great. He's, I mean, even with the terrible offensive line, he's going to get the job done. Oh, they also got help on the offensive line, by the way, mm. in the draft. So, Number 12 on our list, Antonio Gibson from the Washington football team. Keone has him at, lev- uh, at 11. Ryan has him at 13, and I have him at 14. Ryan, why don't you finish us off here? Oh, I'll pass on that. But that's a little sus there, bro. Okay. All right. But Antonio <laughs> Gibson. Finish off the list, bro. Finish <laughs> off the list. <laughs> okay. Antonio Gibson. I think he'll be a stud this year. Uh, the crazy thing is, the, th- the thing that was like most surprising is that he wasn't involved in the passing game like that. J.D. McKissie had 110 targets, even though Antonio Gibson came in as a receiver who was going to turn into a running back. But he said himself, running that, back, turn receiver, turn running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said himself that the, they didn't want to give him too much um, at one time. But he still did 44 targets. And the crazy is that since uh, Fitzpatrick is a quarterback now, the 10 seasons where he played 10 plus games, he has averaged 55 targets to his lead running back. And in three seasons, he's got over 40 targets for two different running backs. Uh, I think I think this offense will be better. Uh, they also ran uh, Gibson a lot, like oh, I think over five or six games with over uh, t- over 13 rushing yards, sorry, or thir- 13 rushing attempts. 
which is pretty high on my bet. Uh, which is like pretty good because again, I thought that's more than I thought he was gonna get. Uh, he was a real surprise last year, and I think that his potential, if his offense is really going, is to be a guy who can be a top eight running back. Like that's his potential. I think he falls into this twelve to fourteen range most likely. Mm-hmm. But he's also so efficient. He had a, I think, eleven touchdowns last year. Yeah, and I think it was only hundred and seventy. Yeah, eleven touchdowns. He only had hundred and seventy carries, which is just crazy if you if you think about that. Like, if he gets to two forty, two thirty, like I'm not gonna say he's in. He might still get eleven touchdowns because that's actually probably normal efficiency. <laughs> but if he could get more, like that is just intense to keep. Um, but I like Antonio Gibson quite a lot. Yeah. Me too. All right. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Oh, okay. Go I, for it. But I didn't want to prepare you guys. I, I knew I was going to ask this. Wait. Out of this is, top 12 list. Can I run through you... the can I run oh, through yeah, the top yeah, 12 yeah, first? Yeah, 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 yeah. Real quick. Go Number one, it, yeah. Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, and Antonio Gibson. Okay. All right. I, I got this question. And I'll follow up. That's But no thinking. Right. If who out of this list falls out of the top 12, most likely. Who's most likely to fall out for me? Joe Mixon. Uh, I would say without injury. Thank you, producer Ian, without injury. Ooh. Um, yeah, I would say Joe Mixon, too. Maybe Austin Eckler. Because. He doesn't have any rushing upside, really. It is all in the passing game. And so that, I mean, in PPR, it's great. And I love it. I'm not going to have him outside, but I could see him falling outside the top 12. But I would probably pick Joe Mixon, too. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking either Austin Eckler or Joe Mixon. And uh, for all of you who may be worried about, like, Jonathan Taylor because of the whole, you know, offensive lineman situation one he's too high up on the list because like he'd have to fall like at least like five or so spots to be out of the top 12 and two that injury i think is looking better and better as the weeks progress like so their timetable their timetable is probably going to be within the first two weeks or so of coming back into the nfl so that lineman is going to be there and even even if not you know Jonathan Taylor still is a really dynamic back, even and if the Colts are stacked. But Keone on brand talking about a Colts player. Yeah, it wasn't even part he's of the not, answer. I think it's going to be Joe Mixon. Let me talk about Jonathan Taylor real quick. And then right. I have my last question is other than CMC, who do you think could finish number one? Aaron Jones. Keone. Mm, this is me being you biased because he's Ezekiel Elliott. Hmm. I also am going to say Aaron Jones. Yeah. It's it's a great offense, and he hmm. scores touchdowns. Touchdowns, and, he, and I, like I said, I think he's going to get a lot more receiving work. Yep. And All right. That'll do it for today's podcast. Um, I'm sorry. Let's run through that list one more time because I think I forgot Alvin Kamara. So number one, Christian McCaffrey. Number two, Dalvin Cook. Number three, Derrick Henry. Number four, Alvin Kamara. Number five, Ezekiel Elliott. Six, Saquon Barkley. Seven, Aaron Jones. Eight, Jonathan Taylor. Nine, Nick Chubb. Ten, Austin Eckler. Eleven, Joe Mixon. Twelve, Antonio Gibson. 
thanks for that, uh, producer Ian, for catching that. Um, so that will do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Ryan, Keone, do you guys have anything you guys want to plug? No. All right. Just no. the draft guide, you know, wait, like it'll come out at the end of this month. So it'll where, be where much, can much they better. Find that? Where can they find that? Oh, draft the, guide? Uh, daydreamermedia.com exclusively. Yes. Uh, yeah. Head over to our YouTube, Daydreamer Media. Like, subscribe, click that bell so you guys get our notifications whenever we post. Instagram, day underscore dreamer media, Twitter, FF Daydreamers, and the Patreon. Please, if you guys have any funds, if you guys like what you're hearing, um, head over to the Patreon, Daydreamer Media. Anything you give really helps. We are on Twitch doing live streams. Shout out the Twitch audience. Um, and yeah, but word of mouth. Word of mouth is everything. So tell a friend, let them know you guys are winning your championships, your fantasy leagues, getting those belts, getting those rings because of the fantasy daydreamers. And we are here to help you season long. So shoot us some questions on any of those social medias. We'll get back to you. We're here to help you guys. So yeah, shouts out. And uh, yeah, stay around. If you're on the Twitch for Ryan's magic show, and uh, we're going to try to get him to perform one of those every week. So that's just a little tease. Join, join, <laughs> join the Twitch. We just oh, dropped it on him right now. Join the Twitch. Oh, so that, Jesus. So that Jesus. way he, you can see these, uh, these magic shows. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. <laughs>